the deputy general of the state of Israel for the state of Miami. Uh, deputy general, are you with us? Hey, Jack, how are you? I'm doing excellent. I really appreciate you taking your time. I can only imagine how busy you are. I want to focus on all the positive things going in Israel, because I call it as the Israeli miracle, the economic resurgence, the political resurgence, just the boom all over. But I can't help but start with the, um, the what I call the Gaza attacks. It seems like every day the, uh, I guess it's Hamas or some proxy of Iran are lobbying missiles in Israel, and it also feels like every week these terrorists are storming the Israeli borders. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, just to, frankly, get it out of my system. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, it, it's been a few, uh, a few tough weeks for us. Um, I actually uh, was looking at stats uh, in the past couple of days. Uh, there's over, uh, uh, we're, we're facing now a new form of terrorism, which is kite terrorism. Uh, we have the Palestinians uh, from the Gaza Strip sending out kites. Uh, this is a new thing. Over the past uh, couple of months, they've, been, they've sent over 800 kites, uh, and they attach Molotov cocktails to them. They've managed to burn more than 6,000 acres on the Israeli side, Israel uh, farming land and forest, which has just been, you know, uh, on fire. Um, and this is following what we see, um, what they call as protests, what we see as new aggression coming out of the Gaza Strip. Now, uh, unfortunately, you know, Israel hasn't been in Gaza for over 10 years now. Uh, basically, in 2007, we pulled out of the Gaza Strip, uh, dismantled all our settlements, took out all our soldiers back to the, the last inch. Um, and all we've been getting back from the Palestinians, from the Hamas terrorists, uh, is rockets, uh, mortar shells, bombs. And in the past few weeks, we see that they have been engaging in a new tactic. They push their own civilians up to the border up to the fence, use women and children, uh, and try to infiltrate the border. They put bombs on the border, they use the, the fire kites, uh, they try to infiltrate, all in order to kill Israelis, all in order to abduct Israeli soldiers. And what we find, uh, we find ourselves again needing to, uh, to defend ourselves and, 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 and make sure that our border is secure. So our kids are not slaughtered. Right. You know, it, it seems to me that the Palestinians have a problem of leadership, that the Israelis have thrived and been successful because they've always been blessed with good leaders uh, who've had the people's heart and a love for the people. And the Palestinian leaders seem to want to line their own pocketbooks instead of caring for their people, have taught hate and terror. And uh, it, it seems 
The only solution is new leadership. In fact, I thought Prime Minister Netanyahu, I think it was last week, he put out a message to the Iranian people. Uh, I, apparently, Iranian is, I'll use the word, water-deprived. I forget the number, 60 or 70% of the people don't have water. And the Israeli government is going to, I believe, put up a website in Farsi for the Iranian people. Learn the, the fantastic, I think it's the best technology in the world to preserve water and drip irrigation. But I, I, again, I see with the Palestinians, it's the same thing. It's the lack of leadership. They, their leaders don't care about their people. They'd rather see them dead than prosper. Yeah, what, what we see in the Gaza Strip is basically what we call a double war crime. Uh, we see the Hamas terrorists hiding behind their civilians in order to... Uh, to put them in harm's way and them uh, themselves not. And they're shooting indiscriminately into our civilian uh, population. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, we're, you know, we're peace-loving people. And by the way, we think that also the Palestinians on the other side, the ordinary citizens, what they want is peace and security, good jobs and prosperity for themselves and for their children. They want a good future. But regretfully, uh, in 2007, they've been hijacked by a terrorist organization. Hamas is a terrorist organization recognized as such in the United States, in the European Union. This is what we've been dealing with. There's no uh, reason, you know, to, to go into uh, the logic of Hamas because their ideology is a deadly ideology. They seek not to do peace with Israel, not to uh, negotiate with us but to replace Israel. Our, their wish is to drive us out of the Holy Land. They want to be instead of Israel and not live alongside Israel. I, uh, I, I can only join you in, uh, in hope that, uh, that the Palestinians will have new relevant leadership that will love their children more than they hate Israelis. And uh, yeah, the, the, the Second topic that you spoke about, water. Uh, yeah, I think water is um, water is a tool that can also promote peace. You probably know, um, and you've been to Israel, uh, that Israel is over 70% desert. Uh, most of Israel's land is arid or semi-arid, um, but we've managed to solve our water problems. If 10, 12, 15 years ago, we were talking about importing of water to Israel because we had water shortage. Then we solved that. In the, in the past uh, three, four years, we basically solved our shortage of water. And we are net exporters of water. We have technology over 50% of Israel's potable water today is water that comes from the Mediterranean Ocean. Salt water that is desalinated by Israeli technology. We saved our water shortage and we want to share the water. We want to share this technology with our neighbors because we think that this can promote peace. You brought up the Iranians. We have no quarrel with the Iranian people. We have no problems with the Iranian people. If we can reach out uh, people to people, if we can uh, provide the technologies that we have that relate to water that can solve their acute problems, uh, and my prime minister said that uh, very clear. We're willing to do that. We want to help the Iranian people also 
in their time of need. I want to jump topic uh, to some great things that are happening in Israel. First, I have to, um, I guess, bring up, I don't know if the world knows, but Israel, I believe it was in Tel Aviv, had the largest, uh, I don't want to say gay or LGBTU, gay pride Pride. parade or event over the weekend, I think, ever in the Middle East. I saw the pictures. I know some people who were there. Uh, There was, it felt like 100,000 people. I don't know, tons of people. But uh, Israel, I believe, is the only open society in the Middle East. That's true. Uh, By the way, in the parade uh, last week, there were over 200,000 people marching, uh, partying. We we have parades like this uh, in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and in other cities in Israel. Israel is the only real democracy in the Middle East. You got to say it. And say it again and say it out loud. Israel is an island. Israel uh, is a democracy. It promotes the values, the shared values that we share with America of happiness, of liberty, uh, of freedom. And there's no better way to show freedom than you show uh, the rights and how people can march and can express their love in the way that they want. Uh, Gay pride is an excellent example, one of the biggest parties in the world. Uh, we were very happy to see it. We have an, uh, an influx of, of tourists that are coming every year to see this huge parade, this huge happiness, uh, and we are very proud of that. Well, we're all proud of it. You should be. Yesterday was a monumentous day. The U.S. pulled out of the U.N., I I think they call it the Human Rights uh, Commission or something. Council. 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 Uh, I wanted to get your take on that because it seems to me, and I think it's a fact, that while there's been, as an example, I think 500,000 Syrians who've been murdered, butchered, uh, every week the UN comes out with another resolution against Israel. It seems it's so biased, it lost any sense of credibility. And I, for one, am very proud that the U.S. pulled out yesterday. I wanted to just get your take on it. So first of all, uh, we applaud the administration in Washington, uh, President Trump, Secretary of State Pompeo, uh, of course, the um, magnificent uh, Ambassador Nikki Haley, uh, for their wonderful uh, work and the wonderful shift uh, towards securing Israel and defending Israel on the international arena. And you brought up the Human Rights Council. Uh, Just to understand the bias uh, against Israel in this council, which is, in fact, uh, turned this council into a joke. This council, over the years, has passed more resolutions against Israel than any other country combined. Combined, you take all the resolutions passed uh, against other countries together, they don't reach the number of resolutions against Israel. This council has an item every year that it addresses only regarding Israel, a separate item regarding Israel. And we uh, we believe that uh, we, we came to a conclusion, and so did uh, our uh, friends here in America, that being on this council is pretty much useless. Um, and the United States decided to withdraw uh, by the way, uh, if, if you're looking for some beacons of uh, human rights uh, who serve 
and, and you can understand how this uh, council is, is made up of. It has countries like Cuba, Venezuela, Qatar, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, countries that their record for human rights is uh, not just appalling, yeah. but it, it turns this council into a joke. So uh, we think it was a right move. And we very much appreciate uh, the move uh, by the United States. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how, uh, where it goes from, from here. Uh, speaking of the U.N., I'm certainly no fan, but Prime Minister Netanyahu, first of all, always delivers a great speech before the U.N., but I think it was last year or the year before, he stood before the General Assembly and told the world that People are going, countries are going to start making peace with Israel. And it seems to me, since he made that statement, uh, either Israel has been a revolving door for foreign ministers, or Prime Minister Netanyahu has been visiting all countries. And it seems there's more and more commerce. I want to talk about U.S.-Israeli commerce, but it seems throughout the world there's more and more commerce and cooperation, whether it's overt or subvert. But it seems a lot of the... uh, the, the moderate Arab states are sort of cooling the rhetoric and warming up to Israel, as well as some of the Asian countries, the African sure. countries, just across the world, you see this. And I wanted to get your uh, feeling on this. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, when you hear about Israel being isolated, look at the countries that our prime minister visited. Uh, just this past year, Our prime minister was the first prime minister of Israel in uh, seven decades to visit Latin America. Uh, He had a visit to Argentina, to Colombia, and to Mexico. This was the first prime minister to actually visit any country in Latin America south of the United States. Uh, He had visits to Japan, China, Russia, the United States, obviously a few times. Uh, He's been to Australia, to Africa. So isolation... You know, we, we, can, uh, we can move past that. Uh, yeah, we are enjoying a very uh, high rate of growth in Israel. Uh, we see our GDP per capita uh, growing and growing year after year. This year we are passing Japan and the possibility uh, still to be determined. But uh, in the next couple of years, we expect to pass Great Britain and France in terms of GDP per capita. This is huge. Israel is becoming the next big thing in tech, in high tech, in cyber, in homeland security. We have a lot to offer to the world and the world sees this. And uh, following your question about our neighbors, yes, also our neighbors see this. We have solutions, homeland security, agriculture, water solutions, we have technology that is becoming relevant. So uh, if in the past our neighbors would, uh, you know, look at the downside of being friends with Israel, today they see an upside. We share an enemy, which is Iran, and we, uh, we have to defend ourselves perhaps uh, together or coordinated uh, to uh, tackle this, uh, this uh, threat coming out of Iran. But definitely there is also an economic upside for cooperation uh, between Israel and its neighbors, those that we do have formal relationships with, those who we don't. And it's our job, slowly but surely, to you know, surface these relationships and show that there is an upside, there is a benefit 
for doing business with Israel. And we, we think that they know this already. Right. Now, the BDS, the boycott effort that some people sort of try and get out there in the world, sort of anti-Semitic, and, you know, that's been batted around on college campuses. But, you know, for all the talk of BDS, it seems the Israeli economy is booming. And, you know, that was just covered. But is there any industry or companies that are, in fact, affected by the BDS effort? And is that publicized or is that kept close to the vest to sort of not let the people who orchestrate that know that they're getting anything accomplished? So uh, let's start with the good news. BDS has not really scratched the surface when it comes to affecting the Israeli economy. Now, let's take a step back. What is BDS? BDS is a movement that, uh, on its title, was supposed to bring Israel down to its knees in order to gain concessions uh, within the peace process with the Palestinians. In fact, BDS is a movement that is, first and foremost, an anti-Semitic movement. Sure. It's an anti-Semitic movement, and I'll give you a thumb rule, how you check anti-Semitism. You look if uh, any other country in the world is held to the same standards as the state of Israel. And if you have, uh, if your answer is no, then you know why Israel is targeted with different, a different set of standards. Now, the BDS movement is not just in order to gain concessions in the peace process, but it is also intended to uh, change or hurt the foundations of the state of Israel. The state of Israel is the homeland of the Jewish people. It's the nation state of the Jewish people. BDS aims to change that. BDS is against the Jews from having their own country, their own nation state, and that is their uh, true move. They basically want Israel not to exist as a Jewish state. Now, going back to the good news, they have not scratched the surface. They've been active uh, practically for the past 15 years with no real success. Uh, we hope things will continue uh, this way. There's a lot of work uh, to be done, whether if it's on campuses, whether if it's uh, with companies or governments or legislation. I'm happy that uh, Florida was one of the first states in the union, there's already more than 20 states that passed anti-BDS legislation. This means that if you are uh, a supporter of BDS, if you boycott Israel, then the state of Florida does not want to do business with you. We are proud that the state of Florida stands with Israel, and we hope that even more states will follow. Well, Deputy uh, Council General, I can't thank you enough for being with us tonight. and personally, for all the work you do, for all the work the Israeli government does, for every single member of the IDF, all the lone soldiers, all the supporters of Israel, I can go on forever and ever. I love you. I thank you. I can't thank you enough. From the bottom of my heart, just, you're the best. Israel's the best. Everyone, go visit Israel. Yeah. Do business with them. It's yeah. a happening not society. Just go, it, not just go and visit Israel, but continue to support Israel. Israel is not just an American interest. Israel has turned into an American value. It's the most trusted ally and friend that the United States of America has on this earth. 
Israel has no better friend than America, and America has no better friend than the state of Israel. Israelis are with Americans, and Americans are with Israelis. We have to continue this, right and left, Republicans and Democrats. We keep Israel as a consensus in America, and uh, we are very happy and fortunate to have friends like America. And uh, yes, come and visit Israel. There's nothing like seeing Israel with your own eyes. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have you uh, gladly, and we'll show you some uh, Israeli hospitality. Deputy Counsel General, thank you. As they say, hazak, hazak. May we go from strength to strength. And hopefully you'll be back with us soon to talk about some good stuff. And thank you very Definitely. much for your time. Everyone else will be back in two minutes. Thank, thank, you. thank you again. Thank you.